Good evening, fans of Friday Night Lights. This is Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Cliff Notes Podcast Weekly Pregame Show with your host, Clifton Grooms. And welcome, everybody, to the Cliff Notes Podcast. I'm your host, Clifton Grooms. This is um, Class 1's District 8 and 7. We're going to put them both together here. Um, so um, we've had several opt-outs in these districts here in the last several days, weeks, a week, whatever you want to call it. So um, we'll run down those brackets here in just a few minutes. But um, we're going to go ahead. We're going to begin. We're going to run down the um, state rankings in Class 1. At the number one spot, of course, we've been talking about it all year, is the BB Cannon Dragons. You know, the way that they've looked all year long. I don't really think right now there's another team that should be number one right now. Just by the way they've been playing, you know, they have been absolutely tremendous all season long. At number two, it is Haiti. At three, it's Thayer. Windsor's at four. Marionville's at five. Marceline's at six. Skyline is at seven. Milan is at eight. They're in these. They're in the district seven, and then Eastbrook, of course, is also in district eight here. So they're at number nine in the state, and then Western rounds out the rankings at number ten. Let's go ahead. Let's talk about these um, districts here in Class 1. Of course, you know the number one seed, of course, is the number one team in the state, the Baby Cannon Dragons. Um, they were actually originally supposed to play St. Joe Christian this week, so St. Joe Christian um, had to cancel their regular season a couple weeks ago, so um, no playoffs for them, unfortunately. So a couple weeks ago, that was their last 11-man football game ever for the school there. So um, maybe Cannon will be having a bye and they will move on to take on the winner of Plattsburgh and Polo. We'll talk more about that here in just a few minutes. But we did have an opportunity to talk to Dragon head coach Aaron Fritz about last week's game against West Platte, winning a KCI championship for the first time ever. And um, what the biggest focus really for his football team heading into their matchup next week. So um, here's our interview with coach Aaron Fritz right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We're previewing Class 1, District 8. We got Mid Buchanan head coach Aaron Fritz with us. Coach, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, my man. How are you? Um, I'm doing great. Um, coach, before we get into the ball game against West Platte, let me get your um, thoughts on your your feelings, uh, the feelings of your team, and just the feelings of the community of you guys winning your first ever um, KCI Conference Championship. Oh, it's a it's very exciting for, for myself, the, the other coaches, the kids, the community, the school. I mean, it's, it's a big deal. Mid Buchanan has been a school for like 50 years now or 50 plus years. And they've been a part of a conference the entire time, I believe. And they've never won a conference title. Um, and really, I know last year we got second. And I think in 04, they got second. And that's as close as they've ever come. They'd never even finished within second other than two other times. So it's just a big deal. Um, lots of excited people. It's been really cool to hear from different people, alumni, or just people I see at church or things like that, how excited they are. So um, really, really awesome for us as a school community. And, and I'm very excited for our kids and everybody else involved. Absolutely, Coach. Um, you're, you're doing some great things there. Um, let's get let's talk about the game from Friday night. Um, it was another home game. Um, it was against West Platte. You guys wrapped up the regular season with a 60-6 victory over the Blue Jays. Um, just walk us through that ball game. Well, I mean, it's a little bit different of a night. It was pretty windy, so both teams didn't really throw the ball much, and, and we we picked them off twice. But you know, it, they're they're a good football team, and, and I know the score doesn't show that it was a good game or competitive or really anything. But that's a pretty good football team. And what happened was 
you know, we did some good things offensively and, and moved the ball right down the field the first couple of times and scored, but uh, they moved the ball a little bit too and, and, and were able to drive on us. And we didn't do a very good job of getting lined up sometimes. And they gave us some different things that we weren't prepared for. And they moved the ball quite a bit on us. And um, the difference in the game was we got them to turn it over like four or five times. And I think there was a stretch where they turned it over. They dropped a kickoff return and we caught it or got, got on it. And we picked them off two or three times in the next four possessions. And they fumbled once too. So they had the four or five turnovers or whatever it was in a matter of four, four or five drives or six drives or whatever it was. So it, it was just probably frustrating for them because they kept giving us the ball back with short fields and we were able to uh, make them pay. And, um, you know, in the second half, once again, we got everybody to play. Everybody played multiple reps. Everybody ended up playing both sides of the ball, I think. So um, it, it was a good night to get everybody reps again and get healthy and then come out of the game. But um, that's, that's a good football team. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if they kind of make a little mini run here and, and we possibly play them again if we can if we can continue winning as well. They're, they're a good football team. Well, Coach, uh, that wrapped up the regular season. Obviously, the uh, KTI Championship was one of the goals for your guys' team. Um, this is the next goal in the, um, in the step here is um, districts. And um, you guys were originally supposed to play St. Joe Christian this week. Um, obviously, you know, the news came out that St. Joe Christian um, had to cancel the rest of their season this week. So um, what's going to be um, – What's going to be the biggest challenge for you and your team this week trying to um, stay ready for a game next week? Well, one of the things that's going to be tough is it's just an unknown for everybody. I mean, I, I've never been a part of a bye week before. I don't think any of our kids – I know none of our kids have, none of our coaches have. So it's just, a, it's just a different type of situation. But we're going to try to really work on the fundamentals. We're going to try to do the little things right. We're going to try to clean up some mistakes we're making. And, and, and try to get in good shape this week. That's going to be a big thing, too, is try to keep our shape and, and do a good job with that and just kind of prepare for little things that we plan on seeing here next week. And um, we don't know who we're going to play, and I really don't know who's going to win that game. The last time those two teams played, it was a 7 nothing final. So we're just going to kind of try to prepare for both teams and, and do the best we can and really try to keep it one game at a time. And that's kind of what the focus is, and get better at the little things. So whenever we find out who we're playing Friday night, we'll be able to be ready to kind of keep rolling into it and continue to work on the little things and, and start prepping that way. Uh, Coach, uh, last thing that we're going to ask about is uh, I, your thoughts on uh, Class 1 District 8 as a whole, um, just on all the teams, just the whole district as a whole. Uh, well, I mean, start off, you look at it, and there's a lot of KCI teams in there. I mean, your top, your top four seeds are all in the KCI, so it's all teams that are very familiar with each other. I mean, we haven't played Plattsburgh, but we prepared to until that day. And, and we played the other two teams in the top of the bracket. So um, it's just teams that are very familiar with each other. And, and then you got teams like Polo, who's continued to get better this year, and Maysville, who's, who's won three games and really improved from the past couple of years. And then, you know, North Platte's another KCI team in our uh, district. So um, just a bunch of teams that we're all very familiar with, especially on our schedule. The only team we don't play is Polo, but we did play them last year. And it's just a bunch of familiar teams. And I think that's what makes it tough is, you know, last year we were in the same situation where we were the one seed and, and in the second round, we played a four seed who played us already. And they played us very tough for a half and, and really gave us some issues. And then we played Hamilton, the district title, and they almost beat us. So that's the big thing with us this year is we've got to do a good job of staying focused because when you play those teams a second time, different things can happen. And, and we've got to make sure that we're prepared for everything and, and do the best we can because there, there are some good football teams in this district. And we're going to have to be ready to go every night if, if we're going to give ourselves a chance to win a, another district title. Well, Coach Fritz, uh, I want to wish you and your team good luck in preparation this week. Um, like like I said, you know, no game on the schedule for you guys this week, but you guys will resume play next week. Um, 
And again, congratulations on your guys' uh, first ever KCI Conference Championship. And um, good luck to you and the boys this week. Cliff, we appreciate it, brother. Thanks for having me. A huge thank you, as always, to Baby Canada head coach Aaron Fritz for joining the show every single week. Another mainstay here on the Cliff Notes podcast is East Buchanan head coach Dan Ritter. They are the number two seed in this district with a 6-2 record. They had a two-game skid losing to uh, Midbuck and Lawson in Week 7 and 8, but they were able to rebound last week against North Platte. That's who they will be matched up with again this week. Same bat time, same bat channel. We had an opportunity to talk to their head coach Dan Ritter about rebounding with a win against North Platte and district play. So um, here's our interview with Coach Dan Ritter right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes podcast. We're talking Class 1, District 8. We got East Buchanan head coach Dan Ritter with us. Coach, how you doing? Good, sir. I'm uh, doing good. Um, coach, um, was was able to successfully snap a two-game skid. Um, you won 59-13 to over North Platte last week. Just don't walk us through that game. Well, it, we started off pretty hot. It, uh, we had an onside kick. We weren't trying to onside kick, and it bounced off one of their guys, and we got the ball. And then two plays, we went down and scored. So it was kind of a blitzkrieg there for a minute, and, uh, and we got up pretty early on uh, on the Panthers. They're a good team. I told our boys uh, this week we can't expect to get up that early uh, or that quickly that early uh, like we did last week. But, uh, but all phases of the games re- really – uh, gave something to the game. Our special teams, they had a return and a block kick. Our defense pitched a shutout until the second half or, or until we got our uh, our JV into the game. And uh, obviously our offense was clicking pretty well. Well, Coach, um, let's uh, go over Class 1, District 8 real quick as a whole. I know there's some good – there's a lot of KCI competition in here, but there's a few GRC teams in here too. So uh, just your overall thoughts on Class 1, District 8 as a whole. Oh, sure. We're kind of looking at how the bracket will shake out for us. If we get through North Platte, which I like to think we would, but uh, but they're a good team, then we'll we'll probably end up facing a, a team like West Platte uh, or Plattsburgh, someone like that. And then we'll, uh, if we can get through that game, then we'll, we'll probably, most likely, have to face uh, the number one team in the state, which is Mid-Buchanan. So that's a tough district. Uh, we feel like we're ready for it, but... Uh, but we got to get a lot of things going our way and get a lot of momentum, momentum if we want to compete in, for a district title. And then uh, we're going to get matchup specific real quick. This is going to be the last question. Uh, Coach, um, obviously you talked about um, you guys are going to be matching up against North Platte again this week. Is there any um, – do you have any, like, feelings either way about doing a rematch this soon after you guys have played, like, especially like two weeks in a row? Oh, sure. It's going to be deja vu, same time, same place, same team. And uh, the temperature looks like it's going to be about the same, right around 40 when we start. So uh, hopefully we can duplicate our performance from last week. But uh, I told our boys, you know, if we don't start off as hot, then we just got to roll with the punches and, and eventually we'll get the job done. Oh, absolutely. I think this is going to be a great district. You guys are one of the premier teams of the district, so it should be very, very fun. Um East Buchanan coach Dan Ritter with us. Coach, um, thank you so much for uh, joining the podcast again. Take a time every single week to come and talk about your kids and to talk about your program. And um, good luck to you and the boys on Friday. Thank you, sir. And a huge thank you as always to East Buchanan head coach Dan Ritter for joining the show. Bulldogs are hosting North Platte this Friday night. 
Now, we got the three seed here, West Platte. They're also in the KCI Conference with a 4-5 and five record. We didn't get to have an opportunity to catch up with their head coach, Jim Newstead. We hope to catch up with them here soon in the future. The number four seed of that bracket is Plattsburgh. Um, also, we didn't get a chance to catch up with their head coach, Ross Rosenbaum. And then Polo is the five seed. They are head coached by Kyle Ross. Of the, We didn't get a chance to catch up with um, Coach Ross either. So um, we got uh, the sixth seed here is the Maysville Wolverines. They're at three and six on the season here. We didn't get an opportunity to catch up with their head coach, Chris McMullen. We talked about his story, talked about Maysville's season, and we looked ahead to district. So um, here's our interview with Coach Chris McMullen right now. And we're continuing our preview of Class 1 District 8. We got Maysville head coach Chris McMillan with us on for the first time. How you doing, Coach? Doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, coach, um, let's, um, let's get to know a little bit of your story. Obviously, you're a first-time um, guest on this podcast. Um Tell me a little bit about yourself and um, your coaching and um, how you got how you got to Maysville. Well, I spent the previous ten years uh, coaching, helping coach uh, eight-man football in Stanbury, Missouri. I, I spent ten years up there, and then I came down here last year and, and helped uh, uh, the former coach Mark Cole down here in Maysville. And then uh, the position came open and available, so I I applied for it and I and I got the job down here. Awesome. I spent awesome. a lot. Of... Awesome. Go ahead, Coach. I'm sorry. Oh, no problem. I was just going to say that I, I, I spent one year previously coaching 11-man football in King City before they made the switch to 8-man, and then I moved up to Stanbury and coached up there before coming down here. Awesome. Great, great career so far, Coach. Um, Let's talk about your um, 2020 Maysville Wolverines. Um, let's talk about some of the kids on your team. Um. For those who haven't been to a um, Wolverine football game, who would be some of the names that they would hear about on Friday night? Well, they'd, they'd certainly hear about Jake Redman. He's our senior running back. He's kind of our, our workhorse running back. And uh, they'd hear a little bit about him as well on defense. He's our plays an outside linebacker, has lots of tackles. Uh, they'd also hear about uh, Caleb Justice, who, who stepped in as a sophomore quarterback. Our senior quarterback was hurt in the second game of the year against Mid-Buck. Unfortunately, we lost him for the season, so uh, our sophomore, Caleb Justice, had to step in. And he's done a pretty good job uh, of manning our offense this year. And he's also a pretty big workhorse on defense. He plays a strong safety position. He's a, he's, he's not a very big guy, but he likes to, the physical contact and come up and hit. Well, um, well, Coach, um, let's talk about your team's um, season so far. Obviously, you know, the middle of the season wasn't uh, really uh, as ideal as you would like it to be, but you guys have got really better towards the end of the year. Talk about um, your guys' 2020 regular season. Well, we, we, we started off with a big win uh, against St. Joe Christian, and uh, so it was the first time in a while that we'd gotten a, a season-opening win. We usually play um, a, a much tougher competition there at the beginning of the year. Uh, but we got uh, – St. Joe Christian beginning of the year, and, and, and then uh, then we had to go against the powerhouse mid-buck. They're, they're a really, really good football team, and uh, and going up against them the second time or the second game of the year, that was that was a tough one for us. And, and we lost our quarterback, so we kind of had to regroup there after that and, and uh, played polo the next week and uh, came out on the short end of that uh, tight game. But – each week we've been progressively getting a little bit better in our new system and the system we tried to uh, put in this year. 
and uh, they just kind of been working through it and buying in each week even though that we may not have always liked the outcome of the game, they, we've seen improvements. So that's what we've been trying to do, improve each game, regardless of the scoreboard at the end of the night. Well, as I mentioned, uh, as I mentioned, Coach, you guys have gotten better throughout the year. You guys have won two out of your last three games. Heading into district play, you guys are the sixth seed in um, Class 1, District 8 against um, West Platte. Um, Talk about what you've seen from West Platte as far as the scouting report and what can we expect on Friday? Well, we've seen a little bit. They, they, they too, kind of changed up their offense a little bit from the start of the year. They were kind of a spread offense at the start of the year. And and as the season progressed, they've kind of went more to a, a, a wingback type offense with some motion and, and some different looks that we're, we haven't really seen from a lot of schools from the scouting aspect of it. So. Um, We've talked about we've talked to our defense a little bit. We're pretty solid with our with our front seven, and uh, I think we match up well with them there. If we can contain them and get everything pushed back to the middle, I think we'll be okay from that aspect of it. Um, they do have a couple receivers that are pretty good, pretty good size um, to match up. We're we're a little bit young in our defensive back area, but uh, I think they'll they'll match up well there as, as well. Um, they have a, a, a fast running back in, in number five. He's he's pretty quick. He's uh, uh, an older kid, so he has some experience in their system as well. So uh, um, we've we've got our keys if we can just get get to him and get him stopped. And then um, last question, coach, that I'm going to ask you is um, I, I I've been asking every coach this that we've interviewed so far. What are your thoughts on um, class one district eight really as a whole? It's a, it's a pretty uh, a strong district uh, with Mid Buck at the top and East Buck there at the number two. Those are those are two um, perennial powers within Class One football. So it's a pretty tough tough uh, district to come out of. Um, and each team after that is kind of um, pretty similar in some aspects. And I think any game can be a fifty fifty shot right there to to move on to the next round of districts. Um, so it could be a really interesting, interesting Friday night for us and, and, and around the district as well. Absolutely. That's why they play the game. That's uh, that's what I love about playoff time. You know, district football, you know, anything can happen, Coach. Um, well, uh, baseball coach Chris McMullen, I would like to thank you so much for uh, coming on the podcast for the first time um, this season, and um, good luck to you and your boys on Friday. Thank you very much. Glad to be on. Thank you to Maysville head coach Chris McMullen for being a um, first-time part of this show here on the Cliff Notes podcast. Now, um, our last interview out of this district that we're going to be doing is with um, North Platte head coach uh, Reese Wright. Um, you know, coach, uh, they're actually um, 0 and 9, 0 and 8. One of those records, yeah, 0 and 9 on the year, and um, it hasn't been the greatest season for North Platte. You know, but um, there's a lot of future there for and um, in Dearborn, definitely. Um, and we talked to um, head coach Reese Wright about that. Uh, we talked about his um, story. We talked about their season. And we talked about um, last week's game against East Buck and then this week's game against East Buck. So um, here's um, our interview with North Platte, North Platte head coach Reese Wright. And we're here on the Cliff Notes podcast. We are continuing our previews of Class 1, District 8. We got North Platte head coach Reese Wright with us. How you doing, coach? Hello. Thanks. Glad to be here. Awesome, awesome. Glad to have you on. Um, coach, uh, one thing that we usually like to do for our first-time guests is really get to know the coach a little bit, who Coach Wright is. Um, 
give us a little bit of an insight of uh, your coaching career and how you got to North Platte. Okay. Um, uh, graduated uh, from Platte City, Platte County High School, uh, 2000, 2001. And, and uh, then, then went and took my first job out of Missouri Western, a graduate, and then took my first job at Richmond High School. There I uh, saw Coach Bowers, a uh, Hall of Fame guy, great human being. Um, I saw him uh, basically take an 0-10 team to 15-0 in five years. So I got to witness uh, as an assistant coach what that was like. Um, and then uh, you know, I, I was a position coach for him for many years. And then I took uh, a head coaching and administrative job at Sherwood High School and was there for two years and then um, wanted to get out of administration. Uh, so I moved to Carrollton and became the head football and track coach. And then to wrap it back around to Platte City, I, uh, I going through a, a small uh, month or two of personal things and that, that drew me to withdraw from, from Carrollton, um, uh, you know, willingly and, and came back. I needed to get back closer to home and, and uh, thank God North Platte, uh, you know, really provided that opportunity. So been at North Platte for three years now and uh, looking to looking to stay and and uh, help develop these young people and 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 have a good run. Uh, you know, that's kind of what we're looking for. Well, Coach, um, let's talk about this season. Um, obviously, you know, we're, we'll talk about the kids first. Um, if they haven't, if anybody hasn't seen your football team play, um, who would be some of the kids that they would know about on Friday night? Can you can you repeat that one more time? Absolutely. Um, who would be if they haven't seen your football team play on Friday nights? Who would be some of the kids that they would hear about? Well, okay. Uh, I think I think you know it's it's it would be quasi wrong of me to say an individual kid. I mean, you're going to hear about the quarterback. You're going to hear about the primary running back. You're who you're not going to hear about uh, probably is is our line. Um, a big 70 Riley Hyde. He's an excellent player for us. Uh, junior uh, tackle. Um, also, we have uh, on the offensive line that is that is an excellent player is um, Seth Cruz, number 58. He's a guard. Uh, Cam Thompson, senior center. And then we run an array of, of freshmen uh, from that point. So uh, that that's a long list. Uh, Hayden Gibson and and Jesse Williams, Owen Stockbauer. There's quite a few kids we run through there um, on the offensive line that, that are capable of doing it. Now, their, their parents still drop them off at practice, uh, that's for sure, but at the same time, they're excellent uh, for their age and, uh, and they get after it. So as far as that goes, then, then our uh, senior ball carrier uh, kind of plays three or four positions for us, matrix large. Number 31, he's our lone back slash receiver senior. Um, got some good juniors and that are receivers and Brandon Bartlett and, and uh, Jace Gibson. And then got Caden uh, Mullendore at a running back, Will Koontz at a running back, J.P. Hardigan at running back, and Colton Kirkham is a freshman running our offense at quarterback. Well, Coach, um, let's talk about this season. Obviously, you know, it was not ideal for you. Um, Obviously, you um, you want to get back in. Uh, just give us just a quick, just give us a quick summary on this season. Well, uh, I'll lead with the elephant in the room. We are we have not won a game. Um, that that's that's a fact. However, what we have done um, 
and it's not in the scoreboard, but that's irrelevant to me. Uh, it's, it's the most important thing to me, win, lose, or draw. But we've gotten better every week. We've developed every week. I mean, you know, you can look at this two ways. I, I often refer to, um, you know, Andy Reid when he started out, and I'm not, I'm not going to get these facts right, but something like 0-6 and, and still made the playoffs. So to me, at that, at that level, uh, it takes supreme focus. And then for, for our level to continue to practice hard, to believe, uh, that takes, that's a kudos to the kids. I mean, we try to pump that in them. I mean, every week we believe we have a shot. It has not worked out that way for us, period, yet this, this year. However, you would not know that uh, if you talk to our kids. You would not know that if you watch the practice. So for that, I mean, I'm, I'm as thankful as I can be because we continue to get better. So, so it would, by all intents purpose, I guess I would say that the team that played East Buck last week, uh, I expect to see a better football team this Friday night. Uh, absolutely. Let's uh, let's get into the district here real quick. Obviously, there's some quality, there's some quality competition in that district. You know, obviously, you know the number one team in the state, Bibby Cannon, is in that district. You got East Buchanan, you got West Platt, you got Plattsburgh in there. Just give your thoughts on Class One District Eight as a whole. Oh, it's a it's a beast. Um, that's for sure. I mean, if you get if you if if one were to get out of the district, I would say that you have a, a, a good shot. And this is no discredit, it's just by the general rankings and, and all that. But I would say you have a good shot to make a deep run. Um, and that's no discredit to our neighbors in seven, because uh, that's a good district too. So, I mean, uh, they've got plenty of guys in that district that have beat us. So um, much respect to both districts, but the guys that come out of that seven and eight, I mean, you. I think that it's it's a challenging district from top to bottom. I mean, look, Midbuck hasn't even really been challenged uh, this year. Um, they got a week to get healthy, if need be, or whatever. Um, and then, uh, you know, East Buchanan's been playing lights out. Uh, they're, you know, you can watch film all day, but when you line up against them, they're bigger, faster, stronger, better than they look on film. I mean... I was ready for a good team, but I think they were, they're better even than they represent on film. Uh, Weston and Plattsburgh, both um, are teams that have had some, some mild injuries uh, to some, some players and some people retire uh, and, and this and that, but they both had, they've held it together very, very well. And, and I've been impressed as heck with, with both those teams and what they've been able to do. Um, haven't seen much of, of Maysville or Polo uh, to comment on that. Um, but both seem to have improved records or some, somewhere close to that, uh, this year. Uh, so, you know, we're on the bottom end and, you know, it, it's a, it's a pretty high mountain to climb to get out of this district, in my opinion, for anyone, you know, and, 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 and I would even include it. It's a, it's a hill for, uh, mid Buchanan potentially even too, if, if, East Buck can come out and, and these teams can come out and challenge them, uh, even though they get a first round bye. You know, I think that there's plenty of teams in this district that could potentially challenge them, which makes this district even tougher. I mean, Mid Buck is by far the number one team, and uh, I'd say East Buck is by far the number two team. Um, so I think, in general, our goal is to try to make it to where it's not a one V two at the end. I get, you know, that's the idea. And, and I'm sure that's the idea of West Platte and Plattsburgh and, and everyone else.
Well, Coach, let's get matchup specific now. Obviously, you know, um, you got East Buchanan again on the schedule. Um, you guys played them last week. Um, talk about really um, the scouting report and all that stuff as far as um, East Buchanan and um, what can we what can we what can we expect to see on Friday? Well, I I really like you know I could talk for a while on. I mean, I, clearly I've watched a mind-numbing amount of film on them it doesn't seem to really change their their d-line is tough i you know their their defensive backs coming from an offensive coordinator point of view their defensive backs fly around the field they're hard to throw the ball on for, for us um and I'm, I'm sure for other teams uh i think their defensive backfield is very good however i think their defensive line is potentially their best group i mean those guys are hard to move if you're looking for movement those are some some guys that are tough to move, uh, for sure. Not to mention they're they're athletic enough to come out of the play and and defend the play. Even if you do uh, double them at times, they can beat that. They've shown it. Uh, the linebackers pursue well, and and I think that they're left off blocks enough. Um, not that they couldn't get through blocks, but I just feel like that they're left off blocks because of that D line, and they they make plays. I mean, and they hit. So defensively. You know, I like what they're doing all the way across the board. Um, I thought they played with great passion defensively, and, and they did a great job against us last week. Offensively, they move fast. They're, they're, uh, they're very hard to defend because they're extremely versatile, um, in my opinion. So they can run a lot of different looks, uh, and they don't, you know, they can dress it up a lot of different ways. Um, their backs run really hard. Their old line fires off. Quarterback executes the offense well. I mean, look, there's not much wrong with what they're doing. There just isn't. I, I, I know Dan. I coached Dan when he was at Lafayette for one year when I volunteered up there. Um, I think really highly of him. He's a classy guy, and those guys play with class. He, he played with great effort, um, and, and those kids play with great effort. So they know their alignment, their assignment, and then they execute it, and they do that constantly. I mean, they're, they're a good ball club. Well, I think it's going to be a real exciting district. And uh, Coach Wright, I want to thank you so much for uh, coming on the podcast and um, definitely taking a few minutes out of your time to come on and talk about your kids and talk about your team. And um, good luck to you and your boys on Friday. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, tell those guys you talk to later on, hello for me, please. I definitely will. Thanks for everything. And thank you to uh, North Platte Coach Reese Wright for joining us on the show for the very first time. So, um, that's going to do it for um, Class 1 District 8. Let's run down that bracket one more time. Of course, you know the BB Cannon Dragons, they have a bye in the tournament. So um, they're the one seed. They will take on the winner of Plattsburgh and Polo. That's the 4-5 game. East Buchanan is hosting number uh, the 7 seed North Platte. That's the 2-7 versus seven game. And then the 3 seed West Platte is hosting the 6 seed Maysville. Let's move on to Class 1 District 7. Boy, this is they have been a lot of changes here this week with this bracket here. So... Um, we have the um, number one seed, South Harrison. The um, Bulldogs took a share of the Grand River Conference 11-man championship. They were originally supposed to play Putnam County, but the um, the Midgets had to forfeit that game this week, so South Harrison will advance into that game. But um, the two seed in that bracket is um, the Milan Wildcats. They also got a share of the Grand River Conference. We did have an opportunity to catch up with their head football coach, John Dabney, about sharing a case, uh, Grand River Conference championship um, last week's win against Maysville in district play. Here's our interview with Coach Dabney right now. And we're here on the Cliff 
Dogville's podcast. We are talking Class 1, District 7. We got Milan head coach John Dabney with us again. How are you doing, Coach? Doing great. Doing great. Thank you. Well, Coach, um, uh, I talked about it a little bit with you off the air a little bit. Um, you got you guys picked up a 43-6 win over Maysville on Friday night. That wrapped up. Um, you guys were a part of a three-way tie for the uh, Grand River Conference Championship. Just um, – Explain um, tying for how it feels to tie for a conference championship and um, walks through the game against Maysville. Well, when it comes to the conference, uh, you know, the championship, I, you know, I'd be, I mean, most people would say, go, it'd be a much, you know, much more uh, if you could win it outright and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's a natural answer or response, but I told the kids, uh, after it after it happened or you know going into the game it's like you know since um coming from the tri rivers conference when we came to the grand river conference we put this 16 team you know eight man 11 man additional teams in uh, in my recent history here the last this is our fifth year um I think the first year there was a co-champ. Last year there was a tri-champ. Again, another tri-champ this year. I think it's been split other than 2018 where we won it outright. I guess I appreciate looking at that, back at that a little more as I was telling the kids that some of those boys that are seniors were on that team. Um, and we that was awfully contested as well for us to be able to do that. Be the, right In the last five years, I'd have to go back and double-check on that 2017 year. But uh, – it's just a hard-fought conference, uh, well coaches uh, that run these uh, programs, and it's uh, it's hard-fought week in and week out, and you got to be ready to play, and uh, and it's just uh, it's just physical, and so to you know looking at it, to be able to get a piece of that, I think is important, and uh, part of your goals. Uh, it might not be the complete, but. That is uh, the kind of how the cookie crumbles in our conference. If you look at the history of it, so uh, we're we're happy to the kids to get another piece of a conference title after what they had their sophomore year, and uh, you know, and then kind of move into your next, you know, trying to aim towards your next goals. And then, uh, you know, Maysville was our last regular season game. It was a hard fought game on the road, uh, which you always expect. Like in from the, any of our conference teams, but you go on the road, uh, it's always uh, a little tougher. And uh, Maysville's got a real scrappy group of kids and uh, have a nice uh, attack. And we were able to really uh, dictate some field position early and uh, able to score early and get out in front. And uh, it was just. Uh, Kids played really well. I mean, it wasn't a perfect, wasn't completely as clean as you'd like it, but uh, that's just how the game. That's just that's kind of how life is, anyway. But uh, it was a nice way to finish off the season. Um, it was just a, it was a nice game. There wasn't any, um, you know, I, one of my coaches, Mark Cole, who coached at Maysville and from there for a long time, and his son had been in that program for three straight years and. There within our program right now it was just a nice fun week. To my knowledge, everything was just handled with class and played. Went out and competed the right way, and uh, no shenanigans. You know what I mean, Cliff? In the game, just a well hard-fought game, helping each other up, and uh, that's what I wanted, and that's what I saw from Maysville as well. And so it's just uh, 
I'll, you know, just tip my hat off to both both teams for going out there competing hard and, uh, you know, it's uh, wanting to do well for a former coach or wanting to play well, you know, against a, you know, a former teammate. And it was, I've seen some of that before where, you know, somebody can go a little different direction. One apple, you know, can ruin the, the whole bushel, but it was, it was a, it was, it was a very fun, clean game and uh, be proud to be associated with it. Well, Coach, let's go ahead and let's move on to districts here. Before we talk about your um, game coming up, just um, just give us your thoughts on Class 1, District 7 as a whole. I like our conference I just mentioned. I mean, outside of uh, – you, now you throw in Hamilton Penny within that uh, that group, and it just gets even more solid. Um, we have a couple uh, – Lewis and Clark schools that were former Tri River schools in Knox County and in Scotland County in there, uh, they also have, uh, you know, I don't know if their season's been going the way they predicted it early, uh, especially on the Scotland County route. But I mean, it's pretty stacked if you look at all the other district, other eight districts uh, as far as team for team. Uh, it's it's. Somebody's going to come out of this one limping, probably. <laughs> well, coach, let's let's hope everybody comes out healthy out of the, out of the out of this district. Um, well, absolutely, you want to come out. You want to come out healthy. It's just kind of a figure of speech, but it's going to be a physical, uh, highly contested. Uh, you know, to get out of here uh, to move on, it's going to be um, very physical, demanding games. Oh, absolutely, um, coach. Let's talk about your game against um, Knox. County coming up. Um, this is a game you mentioned to me off the air. There's a little bit of history there. Uh, just um, talk about that a little bit and um, talk about the um, 2020 version of Knox County and what can we expect on Friday? Um, as far as history, kind of hinted on it just a minute ago with the former Tri-Rivers Conference that we competed in. Um, Back in the fall of 1963, my father started the football program at Knox County and coached for a number of years and all retired from teaching and everything in 1977. But, uh, of course, I, growing up there, I, that's where I graduated high school from in 87, and and I was a former player there. And, of course, I uh, coached some college football for a couple of years at Culver Stockton and uh, where I graduated from there as well. And there was an opening at Knox. I was there for 11 years, so I've coached at Knox uh, for 11 years as well um, before coming to Milan. And uh, you know, it's a you know, to you know, we, we've been in separate conferences, you know, for the last five. Have not played. They are moving to eight man. They've announced that a few weeks ago, and uh, you know to. Um, you know, their 11-man history is, uh, um, you know, this is it for them. So for us to be able to go out and play and play them one more time, uh, you know, this is, you know, something, you know, that's kind of, uh, you know, if we're, I know on paper we're supposed to win the football game, but you never know how these high school games and things and injuries can take place. Um I just know I'm uh it's it's 
it's a little special to be involved with uh, looking at the way things have turned out. Just, you know, I know when Dad started it, and to be involved on this half, you know, you know, the in, maybe hopefully, uh, you know, obviously we want to win the football game, but uh, you know, to be a part of maybe getting to play them one more time, that was that's kind of special. Uh, so I, I'm, I hope it's a great game, Coach. And um, Coach Dabney, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show again. Um, we had you on the first time. You were a great addition. And um, good luck to uh, you and the boys on Friday as you guys play as you guys play Knox County. Yeah, we we appreciate it, and we we know it'll be a very uh, competitive football game, and uh, we've got to come out of the gates, let the horses out of the barn early, and get after it and. Uh, I th- if you do that, I think things will go well. So we appreciate uh, you thinking of us and adding us also to your uh, program, and uh, I hope we can uh, add a little something to it to make it uh, more special for you as well. Oh, absolutely. You guys do. Thank you so much, Coach. You're welcome. Thank you to Milan head coach John Dabney for joining the show. Our next team is the three seed in that district, the Princeton Tigers. Boy, they have been hot. And boy, their win over South Harrison a couple weeks ago really shook up the Grand River Conference. That's pretty much why we have a three-way tie for the Grand River Conference regular season championship. We had an opportunity to talk once again with their head coach, Nathan Powell. We talked about uh, winning a conference title last week's game against Gallatin and um, this week's game against Scotland County. Here's our interview with Nathan Powell. That starts right now. And we're here on the Clip Notes Podcast. We're continuing to preview Class 1, District 7. We got Princeton head coach Nathan Powell back with us. How you doing, coach? I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself? I'm doing all right, coach. Um, favorite time of the year. Um, you're starting to become a little bit of a fixture on the show, and for a good reason. Um, your Tigers have wrapped up a, um, a share of a three-way tie for the Grand River Conference Championship with a 28-18 um, to 18 victory over Gallatin. Um, Talk about um, how it feels to win a conference championship and walk through the game of Gallatin. It's a, a fantastic feeling, obviously, to uh, to be able to see all the hard work the kids and, and all of us coaches have put in and, and to be able to see it kind of come out on the field and, and have the success that we've had. And, you know, it, it didn't start off real smooth, but um, everybody just kept grinding away. And, and here we are at the end. And, you know, just like we'd like to be kind of peaking, we hope. And, and getting that conference championship was great, but, you know, now we're ready to focus in on the, the second season and get this district stuff rolling. And, you know, last week, uh, it, it was going to be a tough game. We knew last year with Gallatin, it was extremely tough. It was hard fought. Um, you know, it came down to really three key plays that they made, and all of them hit us for scores, and, and we lost. So um, we we still got to share the conference title last year, but to kind of go down um, – go down to a team that, that we really felt like we were competing with and, and not execute well and, and to kind of come out on the short end of the stick last year. Our kids were really focused this year to come out and, and really try to execute better and really get our game plan um, going full force against Gallatin. And, you know, to start out the game, we got the ball, had a great drive to start and got a score. But from that point on, Gallatin's defense really just swallowed us up. And that's just a credit to them and their kids. They're just physical and strong and, and they were great at the point of attack and, and really took Ben Burwanger away from us. Um, for, for the whole game, for, uh, to be honest, that, that first half we uh, we had to kind of pound away with him and, and we just weren't making any headway on at a halftime. We had to make some adjustments and, and try to open things up a little bit more with a, with a spread look. And that just opened the door for Eli Hankey, uh to hit some stuff between the tackles. And, and he had a huge night for us. You know, typically uh, for Ben and Eli, they kind of split carries. It's usually 15, 16, maybe 20 carries a piece. 
And uh, on Friday, uh, we just let Eli make a read nearly every play, and uh, he pulled it nearly every time. So he's a good running back like that. Um, but he uh, ended up carrying the ball 39 times for us for a little over 215 yards on the ground. And, you know, whenever uh, our leading rusher, Ben, is taken away from us, it was fantastic for us to have someone like like Eli be able to step in and, and really pick up the slack and, and make some plays for us in a way that, that we haven't seen so far. So, um, you know, definitely something we need to look at moving forward because, uh, you know, everyone's going to look to take your your big kids away and your big plays away, and we've got to be able to uh, to adjust and, and to do some things that are a little bit different. And thankfully last week we were able to do it, and our, our kids were able to adjust. And we'll just build on that moving forward with Scotland County this week. Uh, Coach, Rob, you, you, you alluded to Scotland County. Let's talk about um... – Class 1, District 7 as a whole. Uh, what do you think, really, of the district overall, as just top to bottom? Uh, top five, I think, are extremely tough. And, you know, we've seen all of them but Penny, but I know Penny's really kind of hit a hot streak here. Um, but South Harrison, Milan, both of them extremely strong. Um, I think we're playing really well right now. And then, you know, we've seen Gallatin last week. I know that they've got some capabilities to hit some big plays offensively and, and to hurt you. And, uh, you know, with Penny playing really strong here at the end of the year as well, I think one through five, it, it could really kind of be anybody's game. It, it just depends on any given night. And when you throw two really good teams together, you just you don't know how it's going to shake out. And you know, it's uh, it, it's exactly what you want. You want to play really good teams here at the end. You want to be prepared because when you come out of this district, you got to be prepared to see Mid Buck. And you know, whoever gets out of here is going to have their hands full there. And Coach Fritz has his kids rolling along really well. And you know, we all need to be prepared and get better every week to to try to take that on. And let's let's get game specific here. Uh, you talked about earlier. Um, you talked about you guys have Schuyler County on the schedule. Obviously, Schuyler County is not a local team here in Northwest Missouri. But um, tell us a little bit about them and a um, little bit of the scouting report and what can we expect on Friday. Um, Scotland County is a uh, it, it's a big, strong team. Um, you know, we we saw South Harrison, who was a really big physical team, and, and these guys physically are are a bigger team than than we've seen, but. You know, with that being said, I, I think uh, we can match up fairly well at, the, at our point of attack, and and I think we've got some more team speed than they do, and, and that's going to be something we've really got to take advantage of because, you know, we can we can beat our heads against the wall inside with those big fellas, but if we can just get outside them and run in space, we'll uh, we'll take that anytime we can. So this week's going to be important for us to uh, be able to find the chinks in, in those big boys, and again, look at uh, spreading things out a little bit, look at uh, some different sets, maybe just trying to kind of look forward. Um, you know, should we get through the game successfully? We got to be able to do some uh, some different things next time we, uh, we run into Milan or anybody else down the line. So um, this week's going to be important for us to to make sure our key stuff is good to go and and the new wrinkles we try. Uh, hopefully, try to get those kind of worked out and and just see where it takes us. Absolutely, I think it's going to be a great game on. Uh, I think it's going to be a great district overall and a great game on Friday. Um, Coach Powell, I want to thank you so much for uh, coming on the podcast again uh, for the. I think it's a I think it's a third straight week. Um, hopefully, you know we can bring you back on for a fourth, and uh, we can talk about another game down the line. Hey, that'd be fantastic. If I'm talking, it means we're playing. So I'll uh, I'll hope for it. Thank you to head coach Nathan Powell, the Prince of Tigers, for joining us here on the show. That will be our last interview that we're going to do, but we're going to run down the um, rest of the seeds here in Class One District Seven. The fourth seed is the Hamilton Hornets. Uh, they were supposed to actually play the five seed, the Gallatin Bulldogs, but Gallatin had to call off their season this week due to a positive COVID test. So um, Bulldogs and Hornets, that game will not be happening 
So, uh, and then we got Scotland County and then Knox County. Those are two Lewis and Clark teams. They're at the six and seven spots. And then Putnam County had to opt out due to um, COVID-related issues. They were supposed to be the eighth seed in that bracket. So let's run down the bracket one more time. South Harrison, they're the one seed. They advance on to play Hamilton, who moved on due to Gallatin's um, forfeit. So it'll be Hamilton visiting South Harrison next week. And then... Milan, the second seed, they're going to be taking on the seventh seed, Knox County. And then Princeton is at home as the three seed, and they're taking on the sixth seed, Scotland County. So um, that rounds out the Class 1 brackets. Um, next up, we're going to be doing eight-man footballs. We're going to be focusing on District 4. That's going to be coming up here shortly here on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 10 pregame show.